0: Broaden our minds, Lawrence.
1: From the Ancient One Studio, this is the Cubic Shenanigans Warhammer Podcast. Welcome to the Cube. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 137. Man, Brendan, we're getting close to 150.
0: Yeah, uh, of the, that's, uh, <laughs> it's on schedule for this year.
1: The Cubic Shenanigans Warhammer podcast, and I am your host, Dan. I'm Brendan. Brendan, we got some just fun list tech today, yeah?
0: Yeah, nothing, nothing too, too new going on, so we decided, Dan and I were each going to pick a battle tome, and we were going to write three lists each.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What we felt was a good list, you know, a, a kind of a three and two, play around, have fun, mm-hmm. you know, do do all right at a tournament. Uh, a fun list that, you know, maybe performance wasn't the the key focus, but, you know, the more the focus was on a theme or a, you know, a subset of rules or something that mm-hmm. had a had a narrower focus. And we did our best to do a punch in the face kind of list. <laughs> Dan picked Flesh Eater Courts and... I don't know that I picked. I was recommended to do Fire Slayers. Okay. Because their performance in the game has not been super great. And All right. I'll tell you, I I really struggled (laughs) writing something I felt good about.
1: When I saw your list, I was like, Fire Slayers?
0: What? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah, cool. They, it's great. They've got some limiting problems in in this this handbook, this edition right now. Which so, you can talk about, yeah. Yeah. The battle scroll hasn't dropped yet, so maybe hopefully they they get a little bit of help. But right now Okay. That was uh that was an experience. All right, and
1: that's it. I mean that's what we're gonna be talking about today. So with that, let's move on to Whispers.
0: Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die.
1: Hobby table time. And what do you have going on?
0: Yeah, I painted a unit of uh, Brute Ragers Mm. in the hopes or maybe the fear that the (laughs) Iron Jaws were going to see a point drop. (laughs) And so I I kind of pre-painted a unit that maybe I'll need for Adepticon teams. So that got that done. Did a little bit of painting for... Old world men. Yes, okay. and I have then just been kind of like putzing around, building random models or putting partial amounts of paint onto some things. Like I painted the skin on a mega gargant, and oh. I was like, "Cool, that's enough." And I, <laughs> I put the model down. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so sure. you know, I I've started painting some models from the the big fle- the big flesh eater court box release, and mm-hmm. painted a couple of colors and said. That's enough, and put them down. (laughs) Okay, so it's nice to have
1: options, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a little unfocused now. I think is the is the best way to put it. So, but that's that's what I've been working on, and um, yeah. What about you, Dan? What have you got? Not too um, much. I actually started putting paint to plastic
1: on the Harbinger from the first Dawnbringer's book, and just and I got the. I kind of worked some different things, different mixes and different, tried to blend some stuff on the horse's skin, and I think that came out okay. He looks appropriately diseased and tired, you know, so that's done. And then I got some of the basic clothing and capes and stuff done on the rider, so, and I got the horse's hair done, and it looks disgusting, which is what it's supposed to look like, but... Yeah, so I'm going to keep working on the Harbinger until I finish him. And I think what I'm going to do then is I'm going to go and jump onto my Bloodthirster. You know, it's it's Whippy Boy, Bloodthirster. So I'm going to work on him next. And then just kind of, I think, move back and forth between, like, main character stuff. uh, Between the the Nurgle Contingent and the Blaze of Corn stuff. And keep going and and seeing how I do progress-wise. But no hurry, obviously having my Sylvaneth ready. So that was really it is working on that because, you know, people hear it and they're like, what are you talking about? The last couple of weeks, this week, next week, week, last week, we're just busy and, you know, like you're retired. Well, yeah, maybe, but it doesn't feel like it sometimes, which is fine. I mean, it's great to choose what you do, but yeah, the schedule fills up and before I know it, it's like, eh, I'm going to go to bed instead of painting tonight. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Right?
1: So, yeah, a little bit of progress, but but happy with what I've got done. Pre orders. Well, we have the big guys, right? Are now. You got yeah, Belthanos, Ionis, and Trug. Trug, yep. Yeah. And then we know that it's not on pre order yet, but we know this Saturday that this huge Dark Angels extravaganza is going to be dropping for pre order. So, that's very cool for those who are Dark Angels fans. It looks like they're going to have all kinds of stuff. They're going to have the Raven Raven Wing and and other things. Cool characters, all that kind of stuff. So wonderful for them. And then in terms of drops, it's kind of weird when you go to the site. We were just talking about this. But if you go to the right country, there's a Seraphon (laughs) and OBR Battle Forces boxes available. And if you go to America, the boxes aren't available. So kind of weird. But they are there somewhere. So depending on what... Country you check, England or USA or whatever, you might see those. And then there are six 40K combat patrols, four of which are sold out. But I think they're about to release another set, it sounds like of combat patrols for 40k. So they're gonna expand that choice for players who want to focus on that small scale kind of game. And so that's it, really. The other thing that we know is there's previews tomorrow, right? There's a big preview. I think it's Friday. Oh, Friday. Okay. Because we're recording on Wednesday. So it's coming up in the next day or two. And then it sounds like, from you know, reading community stuff, that the next Onbringer's book is imminent. Looks like it's coming in pretty hot pretty soon. Yeah. Which is great. We're happy about that. But also between the lines, if you read it, because they literally said Usheron's Court... Is here or something like that. That certainly very strongly applies. That FEC models are going to be coming out, and the book itself. So now that will be legal. Which is, yeah, and that and that would make sense. Which
0: was that's reason
1: was obvious now to me because I was trying to put together you know Flesh Eater Court's list for our little list tech thing, and like all these units were missing. Like I went to War Scroll Builder, there was stuff that wasn't there. I went to you know the the regular app, and I'm like. Where is all this stuff? And I'm going, "Oh, you idiot! Everybody doesn't have the book."
0: Yeah, it's, <laughs> Some it's still a special edition book. It's not. It's not match play legal yet. So it was all handwritten
1: and stuff. And going, wow, this is retro. <laughs> and,
0: and that didn't even cross my mind because when you sent me when you sent me the list, I was like, I was like, why did Dan put this in Word? Yeah, like, what exactly? <laughs> what, what, is, what is he doing? There's
1: no other way to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That it looks like that's coming, which is great. That's good news for us. The Games played other than Sigmar? Are you still Armor Core hardcore? I took armor a break because
0: I got to I got to a boss that I was ready to chuck my <laughs> controller into into the TV. Um, so I, um, yeah, the, which is which is fine. the The thing that I. I did kind of an exchange with that is I also got super Mario wonder for the switch oh, okay. uh, for Christmas. Nice. And so I've been playing that a little bit and I, you know, I'm sure it was because I was a child that felt like the levels were, were longer. It's every level so far. in like super Mario wonder is like two, three minutes long tops. Oh, okay. You know, like it, it feels really fast. it, it feels super whimsical, Okay. which you know a little bit different. But like now, you can turn into like a, a special air f- elephant. Because I anybody who's played the Mario games, right? You can you you get bigger. You can yeah. get like the little fire suit, and depending on like what version, you can get like the little like tanuki suit, or you know like the like the little leaf, and you can kind of like mm. fly or whatever. But now you can also turn into an elephant, elephants, and you've got this uh, <laughs> ah, badge great. system oh, that like all right. like lets you like slow drift or like lets you run really fast, let you jump off of walls or every okay. time you start a level, you start with a, a power up mushroom. Like there's a lot of stuff that, cool, you know, just feels different, which is kind of mm. cool. So yeah. Excellent. Been, been doing that. And as far as tabletop games that are not Age of Sigmar, got a game of the old world in with Vince. Yeah. And then also got a doubles game of, Game in of Old World at Vince's with uh, oh. some of his his gaming buddies who you know he played Warhammer Fantasy with you know sure. growing up and you know was trying to convince them that uh, <laughs> this is something that something that maybe they want to do. So okay. there you go. But, uh, yeah. So we've been we've been playing some Old World and been nice. been enjoying that. Good. That's great. I'm glad to hear that. It's
1: always neat to see stuff like that come back and people to actually enjoy it. It's fine. It's good. Um, The only thing I really started kind of focusing on, you know, I've been watching the Pacific on TV, the series, and there's a company called Worthington Games and they make a lot of their games are wooden blocks that they have for units. And it's basically like a cube that cut in half and then you put a sticker on it and it's used for fog of war. Because if you stand this thing up, you can only see one side of it. So the other player can't see what you have. They know you have something there, but they don't know what it is, right? Mm -hmm. And they make a lot of solitaire games too. So they actually have a solitaire game of the Tarawa invasion that the 2nd Marine Division did. And I got a copy of that. And I'm kind of looking forward to playing it because I've played some Worthington games before, and they've all been really fun. And they do have games that are like two people, but uh, they they're well known for their solitaire stuff. They have uh, another game that I want to get about the siege of Malta, which is kind of cool. And there's single one of the of Waterloo. They actually have a Solitaire Waterloo, which is neat. but Anyway, so I'm going to give that a try. I sent you copies of the box, and it's, it's pretty fascinating the way the rules work. And it's mostly dice, so you go, oh, well, it's just like chance, right? It's just random. But they also have a card system that plays into it. So you can minimize the effects of dice rolls and stuff, and you can make it more of a decision making thing rather than just you know, relying on the dice. And some of the things that they have even with the dice rolls, like if you roll a six, it'll kill a unit. But if you also roll a 2, because you usually roll like 4 or 5 dice at a time, if you roll a 2, every 2 cancels a 6 out. And you've got cards you can play to re-roll or reset a dice. So if you got a 6 and a 1, you could play like armor support, and you could reset that 1 to a 2 and cancel the 6. So there's a lot of things you can do. Um, And it's all historically based too, which is really cool. Like the Japanese commander died early in the battle. He actually, he and his staff came out of a you know hardened bunker, and when they were doing shore bombardment, they just totally got wiped out early in the battle. And so it made a huge difference. Uh, they have, you know, bonsai charges, and they have just all kinds of other stuff. So very interesting, and I'm looking forward to playing that in the next couple of weeks and seeing how that, that works out. But most of their games have been really good that I have played. The Sigmar Games, anything for you? You've been doing Old World, but...
0: No, no, no. Sigmar games for me. I've got a, I've got a one dayer coming up on the twenty seventh. So I'll, okay. I'll have a, I'll have some games to report on probably next show. Excellent. So events, Brewhammer is you still on the wait list or are you on? Yep, still on the wait list. Haven't heard anything, so I'm. Okay. You know, uh, we we'll, we'll see.
1: Okay, and then you've got your Nashville teams, right? Yep, that's coming up. You've got the Michigan event. Yep, Brew- Bruce. Bruce Sky. That's uh, it. Yep.
0: Different, different beer-based <laughs> gaming events. Okay.
1: <laughs> and then, are there any updates on Adepticon? Anything you want to? Anything significant changed? Or
0: no, at, at this time, you know the what we talked about last show is still okay. still all the same. So all right. So we've got five people. It doesn't sound like a lot, but I think we had eight players last
1: year for young bloods for sigma yeah, Youngbloods,
0: that sounds it about right the
1: five now because three are showing up but i know that two others have emailed me and say they wanted to sign up and just to make sure that they know how to do it and stuff so i i'm assuming they're gonna go and it's still pretty early i mean gosh it's only january so hoping that we'll have a lot of returns and some new folks so that that'll be great yeah that's it buddy man whispers wasn't too long this time no, not too long. And uh, then we're going to dig into some lists. So let's move on to The Emperor Lies. I mean, what are we, a team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Listeners, what we're going to do is have some fun with some list tech. And as Brendan described, kind of a fun list and then a decent list, like three and two, and then our version. Now, again, I want to say, put this in some context you know, Brendan is who he is. He's he's an excellent, excellent Sigmar player. Dan, on the other hand, when he puts together a list, is like a two and three, three and two wannabe. Okay. So my perception of what's good or what's whatever might be a little bit different. But I am I am try, I'm getting better <laughs> at least, and we'll see what you think as
0: we go through these. So any thoughts of yours, Brendan, as we we open up? This was this was a fun. I don't know what the right word is here. An exercise in you know in exploring a book that I in my case I certainly hadn't thought about in a in a very long time. Sure. So yeah, it's maybe reminded me why I don't see very many things. And and when you said you were gonna do flesh shooter courts, I was I was very excited to see that. Mm. If if for no reason other than I I quite like you know the variety that the new flesh eater courts book provides yes and so certainly what what your take on good and fun and powerful were i i was really looking forward to
1: oh good okay
0: coolio well then
1: let's let's dive in my friend let's start out with your quote fun fire slayers list what do you have for us
0: yeah, so for my my fun list, anyone who remembers us covering Dawnbringer's Book Three will remember that there was a sub faction in there that I was not particularly keen on. They they did fix a couple of the keywords and, and made it a little bit better, and that was the Lofnir Drothkeepers. This is this is the faction where you really don't get your runes, but what you can do is you can pair auric rune Sons on magma Droths with units of flame seekers mm-hmm. and that's really what I, I sought to accomplish here so my my list was taking the grand strategy that you know I don't you don't have to take it right you can take one of the generic ones but the the clear the corral so it's about dealing with enemy monsters so that's that's well within your control and sometimes you might automatically win it because your opponent doesn't have any monsters okay. I took a General of Oric Runefather on Magmadroth for the theme, gave him the mandatory command traits of raised around beasts and mastery over monsters. So, you know, the artifact means that other monsters aren't going to be able to count as many, and raised around beasts Mm -hmm. is the the mandatory traits. So I gave him the the mount trait of, you know, Red Hot Fury, paired him with a Oric Runemaster, and, you know, so this is the other thing that's kind of a bummer is some of the prayers in um, Fire Slayers aren't too bad. Some of them, you know, can really, at least one of them in particular really helps Magma droths but you don't have access to those. So I gave it heal with the pouch of Null Dust, and then I had some other points sitting around, so I, I took an Auric Flame Keeper. Okay, yeah. I then took, what is this, one, two, three units of Vulcan flame seekers and three mm. orc sons on magma Cool. So you've got four Magma Droths in the list. So you can <laughs> it's so neat. You can do something like this in just regular Lofnir. But this is mm. this is going to feel a little bit different because you get different mount traits, you get some monstrous actions. I put into the Wizards the Wizard Finders of Antor two of oh, yeah. the two of the units of Flame Seekers, the Auric Rune Master, and then everything else went into a battle regiment. Right. the The goal of this list is using the Magmadroths to help overcome the slowness of your just your regular Fire Slayers. And you're going to find kind of a common theme in in all the lists I talk about is how slow this army is. Right. Movement four. There's not a lot of ways to increase your movements. You know they they did pick up a a run and charge shenanigan in Dawnbringers one, mm-hmm. which we will definitely talk about at some point here. But right, the the theme here is playing with them in all of that using the magma dross to bring the flame seekers up up the battlefield because the flame mm-hmm. seekers aren't aren't bad, right? It's a it's a really anti monstery tech list. You're gonna do some okay damage out of the flame seekers, but really it's your magma dross that are that are gonna bring bring the pain. You know, obviously okay. you have enough Magma Dross, each of them takes a, a mount trait, one of them takes the, the mount trait where you can bring a second unit of Flame Seekers forward up the board and and you pursue that. So okay. that's, uh, that's kind of what I went with here and that was my fun themed list.
1: Okay, cool. So my first list is called Fly Me to the Moon and we'll see why. <laughs> <laughs> so... I did Hollow Morn and that will become obvious why that is. Crusading army, that will become obvious. Mm-hmm. And then spellcasting savant, and I picked the abhorrent gore warden as my general and then shadowy obfuscation because you can't see him outside of 12. So that seemed to be reasonable if I'm going to try to keep him, you know, if I'm going to try to keep him alive because he is an abhorrent so he is a wizard and he's got less than what nine or whatever it is, he's got the requisite number of wounds that he can qualify for that. Okay. And then the spell I took, the spell I took for most of my wizards is deranged transformation, which gives a unit plus two to move and you know plus two to wound, and you can do up to D three of them if you roll high enough on on your casting, unless you have a unit that has single wound models the other spell that doesn't have 5,000 words in it really doesn't do you much good, right? So it's kind of like, it, Deranged Transformation is still very powerful. And because in this list, I've got, you know, three three wizards, there's a lot of other things to cast. It's either you could cast the spells on their war scrolls or you can cast Mystic Shield or whatever you want. So I, I think even though I gave them all Deranged Transformation, it's an option. And it also gives me more flexibility, I think, on the table because they'll be in different places so they can affect different units, you know, based on the, the need. Then I took two Aberrant Arch Regents. And the fun thing was with that is I was telling you before the show, I kind of forgot about Acolytes, right? <laughs> it yeah. was like, oh, wait a minute. There's two Stuncasters. Yeah, let's do that. I could I could use a, an extra dice, extra primal dice. And it fit because... I've got a Gore Warden and a, and a Cartier and the Cardinal, and those three fit for Warlord and then one of my Eunice is warless. So i got Warlord and I have Andorian Acolytes, both, which is cool because I get that extra artifact, which is neat. So I took on the first one just to range transformation, no upgrades per se. And then on the other one, I gave him Grim Garland so that we can affect that. That battle shock, you know, by reducing bravery by two, if you're close mm. enough. So I think that might be useful. And again, drain transformation. And then I took a Vargoth-Cortier. I just love the models. It's like I don't want to not take that model in an army. It just looks so cool.
0: It's, it's a fun one. But
1: I did make him a priest. I gave him charnel vestments, which is another artifact. And then charnel conviction to throw out that five-up ward. Uh, on some units and we'll see what those units might be in a second and then i took the abhorrent cardinal and i would put him on the throne because that ability to shut off commands every time somebody tries to use one within 18 is pretty powerful even though it's i think what on four up i think that's right and then i'm trying to think and then i gave him uh summer king's favor which i gotta look that up Why why don't i know that one i should know that one that's one of the yeah so the Cardinal, because he is a priest, so I have two priests, which is kind of cool. It gives, it has a value of three, range of 18. The hero that you pick, and you pick a hero, gains additional Noble Deed points each time they slay an enemy model. So if they slay an enemy model, they get two instead of one. So that's really cool to try to get people up to that six, which is the magic number. I thought that would be useful. And then here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the fun part of this list. So I have a total of 21 morbeg knights. So I have 21 bats on the table here. I've got three units of six and a unit of three. So they are my battle line, because in Hollow Morn they're battle line. And then I had a unit of Crypt Guard to keep around, and I wouldn't, I'm not sure, you know, keep them around the Vargulf, keep around one of the Arch Regents. I don't know who, but the Crypt Guard will be there to at least improve the ward of whoever hero they're near. And then I picked Chalice. And I'll, you know, at first, I think Chalice obviously works best if you've got units of... You know ghouls that that's you that's super good if you've got that, but they also it heals one wound. And if I'm going to have all these units running around, these I think they're three wound models, aren't they? The knights, yeah, the knights are three. Yeah. Wound so
0: models. if I've
1: got somebody that, that's down by you know a couple, then boom, you know, let's let's repair them, let's keep them on the board a little longer. And I've got two arch regents, which means I can bring destroyed units back, those units of six back by three. And I've got two, I've got a Cartier, you know, so he can, you know, bring back the the Morbeg Knights as well. So I've got a fair amount of recursion in this list. And so, yeah, it just seemed like it'd be great. It's 1,995 points, so it was close. I was hoping I was going to try to drop something so I could get the Stampede in here, because I thought that would be perfect thematically uh, for this list. But I just didn't have enough, and I felt the Chalice... because. I would have been over by five if I'd put that in instead of the
0: instead of the chalice. So mm. yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So that's my first list. How about you? Yeah, so over to kinda of what I, I felt was maybe the more okay list. And I I really enjoyed writing it. I really enjoyed mm. thinking about it. So the sub faction here is Grayfeard. So this gives all of your heroes an extra wound and it gives all of your you know, guys on foot access to two additional artifacts that you have to give to okay. your, your guys on foot over the, you know, over the course of list building, which is pretty cool. So, yeah. right, with Fire Slayers, that's going to give you effectively four artifacts because wow. you don't have any wizards, so you're going to get your Nullstone Adornment. <sighs> so I took an Auric Runefather. Uh, made him the general, and gave him the uh, leader of the Duard Drizzel, which means that all of your allied Duarden get to use the runes, oh, which, wow. as we go through the list, will, will make some sense. Gave him the pouch of Null Dust, took an Auric Rune Sun, because I had a weird number of points left over, took a Battlesmith, so that's the one with the banner, gave him the Nulcidian Icon, mm-hmm. which, is, which is an AoE protection uh, against spells, Mm-hmm. So you know, you're going to kind of bunch your bunch your army up together here and you're going to go, "Wow, that's going to be hard to do." And I'm going, "No, it's not." But you're going to bunch <laughs> up most of your army here and give them the four up against spells. Now, if you're playing someone who's not really a spell slinger, it's it's not going to be too big of a deal. But then the last leader, not hero, is the Grimhold Exile who can give your army run and charge. Okay. Right. So for battle line, I took Three units of Volkite Berserkers with bladed sling shields because they're cheaper, and I wanted to get access to uh, an okay triumph bid because this list comes in at 1970. Okay. I then included one, two, three, four, five Grimrath Berserkers. Yeah. <laughs> One has the Demon Slayer, which means you won't be able to take wards against it. And the other is the Drought of Magma, Magmalt Ale, which gives you an extra, which gives you double the number, or is it plus two? I think it's double the number of attacks. And Grimrath Berserkers can fight twice in a combat phase. Yeah. So you know that felt pretty uh. good. They can also fight on death if they didn't fight twice. So you're you're really guaranteeing that you've got a crack at fighting twice. I'm telling you, uh, Brendan, I played. I think it was my second game. At Dragonfall, and
1: my opponent had like four or five of those guys, and they just mulched me, I swear.
0: It's just one little model, but they're just brutal. Right. So, so they also have the hero keywords. That's number one, why they can take these artifacts. But number two, they also, they themselves also get that plus one wound for being in Greyfield, which is, which is pretty good. And when you take a look at what what they can do right they have right they have their throwing axe neat but in combat they've got one in range four attacks apiece, threes by threes ren two damage two and they have access to all of their all of their grim oaths so you can make each and every single one of these you know just just a little bit different to do something just a little bit different and fight ideally the the exact right kind of target that they that they want to be fighting so okay you know, you can have one that gets, you know, if you're fighting a priest, you get plus one to hit and plus one to wound. Cool. You know, you can have one that picks friendly heart, orc hearthguard or and berserkers that they're going to stand next to. Now, you didn't include it. I didn't include any of these lists. So, oh no. So sorry. The this one can be a a retinue for your heroes, which is perfect. Okay. Because you can include any hearthguard berserkers or uh, or orc hearthguard to be. You know, the bodyguard for the rune Father. Okay. Uh, reroll run and charge rolls. Cool. Add one to hit and wound rolls if it's within 12 inches of any friendly allied models. Uh, we haven't gotten to the ally yet, but we're going to. Six up ward if it's within three inches of any minions. It has a five up ward instead. Perfect. Jeez. Oh, Unmodified hit so rolls of six good. cause a mortal wound in addition to all the damage, right? So you have, you have the ability to make each of these individual ones like really neat and really techy. But then the last bit is I took Gotrek and threw him in as, as an ally for for the list, which means that he's gonna get the chance to share the runes. And Gotrek on his own <laughs> is is pretty killy, right? Oh yeah. He you know, he can only take you know one damage from darn near anything. Mm. He's got a three up ward effectively. Which he he's can re
1: roll it or something too.
0: It's some insanity, uh, I think. Oh. Like, it's, yeah, it it's really good. Yeah. Uh, he can reroll hit wound rolls for attacks made with this model. In addition, unmodified yeah. hit rolls is a six. It's a D6 mortal wounds in addition to any normal damage. At the end of the combat phase, if he's within three inches of enemy units, he fights again. Cool. And, <laughs> right, you're looking at six attacks, threes by threes, Ren 2, damage 3. Fair. And you give him access to the runes, so, you know, Rune of Fury, plus one to hit. And if it goes off, it's plus one to hit and plus one attack. <laughs> He doesn't like, have any shooting attacks, so you don't like,
1: you don't he means that, that. That's
0: crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, Root of Searing here, unmodified wound rolls um, of six or a mortal wound in addition, right? So uh, you roll the six to hit, you do D6 mortal wounds, it keeps going, you roll the six to wound, another mortal wound, and then, you know, you, uh, you get to, you just get to keep going on to damage. Extra point of rend, potentially two extra points of rend. Who wouldn't want to be rend three or rend four on, on those attacks? That's really six cool. Up, Six-up ward, not relevant to him. Five-up ward, not relevant to him. But the big one is the add two to the move characteristic, and if Uh, you get the enhanced one off, add two to the charge rolls as well. Wow. Because one of the big issues is the delivery system of Gotrek. You know, Gotrek can't be lifted off the battlefield for any reason. But basically what you do is you create a big murder ball with the main army, and then you set Gotrek, you know, 20 inches away or so from, from the murder ball. And you push both of those things up and you hope oh, that you yeah. accomplish enough over the course of the game. Because there's there's not much that is going to survive that particular set of blendering mm. that you're going to have to deal with. Sure, sure. That's awesome. Yeah, so I don't know that it's especially good, but when you're... <laughs> I, I find... Kind of more in the middle table section of tournaments, you're more likely to find straight up combat armies, okay. and there are very few honest to goodness straight up combat armies that are going to survive the you know the blender. That is the combination of a bunch of grimraths and go trek sure. at the at the middle of the battlefield and and that'll that'll be fun I think for everybody or your opponent's gonna run around the whole game going I'm terrified of this no
1: thank you <laughs> yeah I, uh, it, it was just brutal it didn't look like much but man when that stuff started hitting I was just crying oh no man, oh my god I was crying it was just bad uh, all right. So we're going to take a break because that's half our lists already. We're going to take a gonna quick break. It's going
0: to be a break. short show, people. Yep,
1: that's okay. And we'll be right back with the next three. Here's to five miserable months on the wagon and all the irreparable harm that it's caused me. We are back with the second half of this list craziness. And my kind of good list that I have is called The Horde. And I have Blister Skin. So it's going to allow my three heroes to be either Wizards or Priests, but not both in a turn, but they can do one or the other. And then Feast Day, which means that Feeding Frenzy goes off if my heroes have a four or more nobody points instead of six. And then Spellcasting Savant again on one of the Arch Regents that I have in my list. So in this list, and I just couldn't help myself, I put Ushran, which is so cool. It just... Why not? you you got to put him on the table, man. He's just such an awesome model. And he does so many things. That's the other part. So I picked Deranged Transformation. Shock for him. And he just does what he does. And it's like a bazillion things. And it's good. So he's my first choice. And then I picked two Arch Regents again. And I put them in Acolytes again because they have two Wizards. The first one is the General. And again, I gave him Shadowy Obfuscation because spells. Casting Savant is my Grand Strat. And then I gave him Deranged Transformation, which we talked about already, for his spell. And then Bless This Meal for his Prayer, because he can have both, right? We just talked about that. And then for the other one, I picked uh, Grim Garland for the other arch region, again, to reduce that battle shock possibility for the, your opponent. And then I picked uh, Crimson Victuals, which is the spell I didn't put in my last list because I had no one wound models. This entire list is just about made up of one wound models. So I think Crimson Victuals, which basically what it does is you pick an enemy unit and you roll a D3 and you do that many mortals. For as many mortals as you do, you get one wound models back, which is great. If you roll a 10 or more, you can get two D3 back. So awesome, a recursion. And you're gonna need that with this list when you see what's in it. Again, kind of like the last one, it's pretty simple. Like. All the troop choices are kind of the same. So I have a unit of 20 ghouls, wait for it. But then I have two units of 60 ghouls. So there's 140 ghouls on the table. So (laughs) two bricks of 60, these suckers, man. You know, again, this is, you know, the Arch Regents can bring back three, right? I believe they have a thing where they just do that. They can bring back three. And you've got other ways to bring back single models. If any of those bricks of 60 is destroyed, Boom, you got those six uh, points, noble deed points. You can bring 30 of them back. You can also, if you take the other arch region I didn't mention, has convictions, which gives that five-up ward. So now he can choose to be a priest that turn, give a five-up ward to one of those 60 bricks of ghouls. And it's like, good luck, man. You're going to have to do literally like 90 wounds to kill them. You knock... You're not going to kill them in one turn, and so whatever you do kill, let's say you kill 30 of them, that's fine. I'm going to bring 15 back on average, so it's going to take you a few turns to get through 60 ghouls. And if I plant them on an objective, good luck, man. I don't care what you throw at them. It's going to take a long time to get through those guys. Yeah, I mean, don't you would you think take... so? Yeah. yeah. So especially if they've got that five of war because their save isn't anything, but I just think it. It's cool. it would just look cool to have that many. And I think it could be competitive if you play it right. And if you use all the tools, because I think it could be kind of complex or you might miss something so that you're not um, buffing them or protecting them or doing the recursion that you need to do with them to maximize their efficiency. But I'm also here's the other killer. I have Chalice in there. So yeah, you killed 30 of them, but guess what? Hello. On a four,
0: Here's another
1: 15. Yeah, right? And that's anybody who's wholly within, I think it's holy within 12. So it could be multiple units, right? And then I've got Stampede thrown in there just to be a pain in the butt. So if people try to, you know, bunch up or do anything else, get that Stampede in there and start knocking off some mortal wounds from that. Because we talked about it's actually a pretty decent spell. And I've got three Wizards here. So chances are I'm going to get Chalice and or Stampede out on a pretty regular basis. And it came out to 1990 points, Brendan. You, know, you only need three heroes, so that's not too bad. Most people are going to have one or two Arch Regents laying around, I would think. So yeah, just a bunch of ghouls. Pretty easy to put that together. All you need is the Endless Spell uh, FEC box, and you're, you're in business here with this list. So.
0: Yeah, so the, the one recommendation I'd make to you on the change is, okay. the, is the delusion that you start with. You picked feast day?: Yes, that is not the one I would I would start with. That's something that you can toggle into okay. over the course of the game using Ushran's ability to, right. to change your delusion.: yes, I, I didn't would think about that.: I would probably start with the plus one run, plus one charge mm. uh, delusion, and toggle between feast day and the plus one save while contesting.:
1: Oh yeah, 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 okay.
0: got it. Yeah. You know, because there's there's gonna be a good chunk of your game where Ushran's gonna be at six and handing out his aura table wide anyways. Mm-hmm. So you know, so Feast Day isn't going to to do much for you because you you have this big, big centerpiece that is emitting that aura of plus one attack. Because um, getting Ushran up to six points is super duper super easy. <laughs> now the plus one
1: in charge plus one to run in charge is Crusading Army, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I just I totally forgot about that rule with his that you can add another delusion. That that makes a huge difference. Okay. So, what do you got for us for craziness?
0: Oh, this one I really struggled with. And the reason the reason I struggled with is the biggest hindrance this army has is really twofold. It's their speed and it's their ability to get damage through. Oh, there is okay. limited to no ren 2 plus. There is very few sources of just regular expected raw mortal wound damage that you can you can hope to get out of the the oh, yeah, army. Yeah. Your your battle tactics are okay. You know, so at least at least you have access to to methods of scoring the game, but you're you're not gonna be able to close with the enemy on on your own terms until I mean, at least battle round two in mm. in most cases, and that's that's pretty frustrating. I'd I'd have to imagine. Okay. So I took Greyfeard again. Oh. You know, just the the other sub factions. I don't I don't think are going to help you out too much. Okay. Took Masters of the Forge. Uh, so that's the grand strategy that mm. requires you have at least one invocation still on the battlefield at the end of the game. That. Mm. That can be almost automatic in many, many, many cases. Okay. Which is which is pretty good. So it started with an Rune Runefather on Magmadroth mm-hmm. with the Spirit of Grimnir. So that is the command trait that lets you do your Urgold enhanced effects on a five up instead of a six. And gave his mount trait the coalhearted ancient. So that's reducing damage in combat. And gave him the Master Rune of Unbreakable Resolve, which is a once per battle, the start of a phase, a three-up ward. Mm-hmm. So you can you can really take this general, stick him in there, and and be good to go. All right. I Took a Rune Smiter, who has the ability to tunnel and teleport. Oh, gave that's him cool. the Curse Prayer. Yeah, yeah. That's probably going to be paired with one of our battle line units. Getting something upfield, getting the ability to try and, and score, Got you ahead. know, threaten your opponent a little bit. Took an Auric Rune Master gave him the ash cloud rune which is once per battle at the start of the enemy hero phase you can trigger this units wholly within 12 inches of the bearer are not visible to end the units attempting to cast a spell so you really have two methods of spell protection in this list the other one is going to be from the battlesmith who has the nulcidian icon that's the four up spell ignore aura okay and then taking the the, po- the Pouch of Null Dust again, right? One, double 1s, double 2s, double 3s are primal miscasts. Uh, you know, no wizards, so... Oh, to, right, right. Um, to do that. it's, it's a, Man, it's a super good artifact. Like, it, it doesn't overcome the fact that you don't have wizards, but I look long and hard for for <laughs> allies that, that really help you out here, and it can get real tough. Okay. So then the bulk of the points are spent a unit of 20 volkite berserkers with bladed sling shields, a unit of 10 with bladed sling shields, and a unit of 15 hearthguard berserkers. I oh. gave them broad axes. I felt that that damage was maybe a little more reliable. I I can see an argument made for the the mortal wound ones, but I don't I don't know that there's terribly much difference. In both cases you don't you don't necessarily feel great about it, but it is a it is a hard hitting unit, especially if you can apply pressure in multiple locations. Yeah, this one was this one was tough. The then the last 110 points of units were spent on Grimrath Berserkers. Then okay. I took the Molten Infernoth <laughs> and the Runic Firewall. The Infernoth was a, a way to get some mortal wound damage through. It's mm-hmm. not super reliable, but for 50 points, it's not a bad investment. Okay obviously you take the battle forge went double battle regiment 2000 points so hopefully at least being a two drop you're going to get below a lot of other armies tell them to go first and let them move up so maybe you can maybe you can close in the first turn if they're particularly speedy mm. this so this is also a situation where if you win the priority into 2 and you're not close enough, you can just give the turn away again and try and set up for a double on two and a three. obviously, one drops are going to make you go first, and you know you're you're just going to kind of have to eat that, but i don't I didn't see a good, reliable way to get into a one drop without threatening your ability to you know kind of cover the board and do the things that you need to really need to be able to do to win games and score tactics. I think this is maybe the best case scenario for. Trying to get five tactics. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's other ways to to build it out, but okay. man, the there was some <laughs> there was there were some tough ones. <laughs> okay. When when your armies move four, there's not access to a lot of things that you can do <laughs> yeah. you know quickly. <laughs> right. But tunneling a rune smiter with a unit, you can put them kind of towards a corner and give you a easier access to a surround and destroy earlier on in the game. Okay. Which is which is good cuz that's certainly one that's more more difficult to get a hold of. You know, it also sets you up earlier in the game to be able to do intimidate the invaders. Boom, that's that's two down that you don't have to worry about and you can start playing through what the other three are going to be over the course of the game. You've got a grand strategy that's pretty reliable. So then it then it comes down to scoring objectives. I really struggled seeing how any list in Fire Slayers has a win path to to a five and zero in the current state of affairs. Okay, it's a multitude of things, right? It's it's the points. There's a lack of there's lack of speed mechanics, right? Movement is everything mm-hmm. in this game. Sure, and armies that are you know considered to be slow, right? You know, Bone Reapers are movement four, movement five but they are easily movement seven. You have a number of things that go to run in charge. Soulblight Gravelords, you know, the units are traditionally slow, but they have a lot of teleport mechanics to put Mm -hmm. units upfield and and threaten different places of the board. Yep. And uh, just when I think about other slow armies, they just have access to more things to, to help them overcome it. And if they don't, like Nurgle, they have a higher level of durability and these guys just don't. Do you think, so you're saying that that One thing you can do with the, you
1: know, magma draw teleport thing probably is it enough to overcome that that lack of mobility in a a bigger picture, or is it a trade off that you just it's not worth it? I
0: mean, you want some kind of mobility. Like, if there was a like a unit that was like gorgrenta sized that had Mm -hmm. dwarves riding, you know, mini you know medium droths, I. Or, you know, like your Morbeg Knights, you know, kind of size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And You put them at like four, five wounds, and they were even just, say, movement eight. And that would, sure. that would solve so many problems in this list. I, mm. I think if you dip into the ally pool and you grab something, you know, out of like the Stormcast book, like Griff Chargers, that has oh, yeah. some speed, yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be a good addition. But I didn't feel good putting something like that into a list unless I had, you know, kind of seen it for myself. Okay. I didn't want to make a recommendation that was just completely insane. Mm. You know, so I it's it's so tough. You you want something that's a little bit faster. Like I mean, I even looked at the um the Bundo whale biter mega Gargant <laughs> ally as yeah. like a Okay, well does does this do anything for you? And I was like, I don't really know. For the points, yeah. 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 That was like you know, the it's that was so tough. I really struggled with that. And really the the only way that I saw fixing that was either the inclusion of Grimhold Exiles or battlesmiths who can not battlesmiths, uh rune rune smiters who can who can tunnel, bring a unit with them, put them somewhere on the board. But if you go one to one, rune smiter to unit, you quickly run out of leader slots to sure. to put things into. And yeah. that creates a creates a bit of a different issue. So I I think this is competitive. Part of me likes the the other list a little bit more, but hmm. that's maybe maybe more understanding the kind of matchups that you're going to run into in in that space. It's more favorable, I would maybe say. All so right. tell me tell me about your face beater list, Dan. Okay,
1: my hammer time list here is Holomorn. It's feast day this time, which is the four up to get uh, feeding frenzy, which gives you that extra attack. Right. And then Defend the Throne is the one I picked because I don't have really, I don't think, you know, I don't have any, I do have an Arch Regent. I could put those in there as and have a Spellcasting Savant again, but I wanted to pick somebody else as my general. So I picked Defend the Throne, so um, I have Grand Justice Gourmet on the throne. You know, i got to keep everybody further than six inches away from the throne by the end of the game. I don't know, you know, people can decide when they see what the list ends up being. I think it's possible, for sure, because I think there's a lot of recursion in here, so we can keep these, the couple of punchy units alive. But it starts out with uh, an Abhoric King on a Terrorgeist, and he's in the Warlord Battalion. He has Grim Garland, so he's minus two to Bravery, plus the Scream on the Geist gives you minus four. And if you look at his shooting attack, Piercing Shriek is based on bravery. So I think at minus four, you're going to be doing some work with that breath weapon.
0: Um, I would hope
1: so. Yeah, I think you're going to be putting out a fair amount of mortal wounds from that, plus whatever damage is done. I picked um, Horribly Resilient for the mount trait, because if that's you know my one big unit in terms of mo- a mobile big unit... I'd like to roll 2d3 every turn. That's, that can be pretty significant. You know, getting back six wounds instead of three, keeping them alive longer, and then Deranged Transformation, of course, for the extra movement and the better wounds. And then both of my uh, Abhorrent... Here, yeah, there's the theme. So two Arch Regents every list. They are, wait for it, Acolytes. <laughs> so make it easier to cast the spells. They both have Deranged Transformation. And then my general is the Vorogolf-Cortier. And I picked Cruel Taskmaster because of the units I took so that we can bring back units with just one noble point instead of two because it's all Cryptors and they normally cost two points. But So bringing them back on one point is really, really helpful in terms of recursion. And then I picked Flayed Pennant because you can reroll charge rolls. So yeah, you want those guys in and smash and stuff. And so I thought that would be really useful, and that's Warlord. And then uh, I talked about Grand Just Grand Justice gourmaine. And the nice thing about the throne and him is he can be anywhere on the board. So if you really want to put the throne out of the way and just have him sitting there, you know, maybe somebody can get to it. But you could put him like in a corner somewhere, and he could still just do his thing, and it would just be so cool, right? And then I have a tax unit of three horrors because I needed three units of horrors for my battle line. But then I have two units and nine. I know you love nine units or nine model units of Crypt Horrors. They can just beat stuff up. And between Feast Day, you know where I'm going to get that? I can get that plus, plus one attack and a morn, which gives you a plus. You know, they're going to be at the three damage. That, oh, they're going to do some, some beat stick stuff there. And again, I think that Ghoul King on the Terror guys can do some work and yep. move around and make people think twice before they get you know, stuck in with them. And yeah, so overall, I think... It, and Oh, and here's the other thing I, I brought, which was uh, Horror ghast. You know, I hadn't thought about taking it before, but when <laughs> I thought about let's lean into the Battleshock bravery thing, man, what a great endless spell. So now that Ghoul King... Is knocking people down four, and that Horgast is you know, Gull King is a wizard. He can throw yep. that thing down. Whoop! Sorry, <laughs> no, no battle shock immunity. It's like wow, that's pretty good. So I, I don't know why it came to my mind, but
0: it actually is well, I mean, a really good
1: addition to this army.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a bubble of twelve inches of, of yeah. no commands in the battle shock phase, yep. and then if you fail, which you know the the terrorgeist is handing out, you know the the point the point from the grim garland. Yep. And ideally, you've rolled enough for the the scream. Another D three models. Leave. <laughs> oh, you
1: could really be smacking people around with just that one ghoul king on the terrorgeist. So, um.
0: yeah, it's it's good damage. It's a good source of getting, you know, under under good circumstances of getting your points up. You know, to get feast day, not feast day. Um but getting feeding frenzy going off of it.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, looking looking at this, I would probably say dan looking at one of the arch regions, maybe taking the one from the season, right, the the hoarfrost, getting oh, yeah. getting an extra getting some extra rend on the horrors or oh, tipping yeah. there to hit rolls down to anything that isn't four ups is pretty valuable okay that's an uh,
1: excellent idea yeah
0: i i think there's too much redundancy in the deranged transformation like having it on two sources you know one of the arch regents and one on you know and what and the and the ghoul king on terror is fine because the ghoul king on terror you're probably going to be using the five up ward spell mm-hmm. Any or no it's not the he has mm-hmm. the sixes the reroll the reroll bites that's yes the, that's the it spell nowadays yeah you you might be using that. You might be using Deranged Transformation. That one's going to be kind of up to you. But taking one of the Arch Regents and, and giving them that. If you had other spellcasters, I'd tell you to look at Blizzard, uh, at least under our current state of affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that you may run into is not having enough courtiers. And the thing that mm-hmm. I personally don't like in the list is you don't have really any screens. Yes that might not be a problem for you but it it would make me very nervous
1: sure i got it yeah so that's that's excellent cuz the other list i could also take one of those transformations and change it into a horror frost that's that's great the one thing about this list that i was really proud of myself was really really leaning into the battle shock piece and getting all those parts and pieces figuring out the horror gas getting all that stuff together and just turning that guy into a run-baby-run kind of thing against your opponent, you know? <laughs> if I don't kill him, I'm going to make him go away. It, it seemed like a really cool, cool combo. But, yeah, so that, that was actually pretty fun. I, I halfway look at that. Oh, and the other thing with uh, the more big knights list, you know, the fly me to the moon list, that's, that's a hoarfrost thing that would be great with those, with those bats out there.
0: Yeah, they they're a very good target for for that in particular. Yeah, yeah, excellent. You know, it it's a little bit less important for them because they have that because they do have a, a split profile. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's by no means a a bad thing to put it on. You know, whatever your most dangerous looking unit of Morbeg Knights at the moment happens to be. Sure. Okay, man. Well, that's it.
1: Any final thoughts on this other than the fact that it was fun to do?
0: Yeah, it, it was uh, it was interesting. I I don't mind it as this being potentially one of our go-tos for when we have not a ton to talk about or you know yeah. there's there's not something creative that, that we've put together as a we'll call it a filler show. <laughs> sure. Well yeah,
1: it, it could be that, sure. So No, yeah, that was it was a lot of fun to look at that and, and try to come up with some things that um, you wouldn't have thought of otherwise, you know, so yeah, very cool. Listeners, hope you enjoyed it. No, we're not going to put these lists on a, in a link or anything. You just listen to this show a couple times and you can write them all down if you want. It's all good stuff. Brendan, it's time to move on to Scriptorium. Yep. Yeah.
0: Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Brendan, man, it mm-hmm. is time for some Scriptorium stuff. The only real new release is uh, End of the Death Part 3. And there was a special edition released for it, which... You know, the whole, the ominous ghost of the uh, scalpers has struck again, but, you know, and, and that's, that is what it is. I, I just don't think GW's going to do anything to change it. I mean, they sold the books, you know, so the good news with this, though, to stay positive, is that the hardcover book is available for pre-order for those Woo! who want hardcover. So it's like, yes, I already ordered mine from my other bookseller, but that's the good news. So if you want it to read and you're not desperate for the special edition, It's there. I checked it yesterday, at least, and it was still available for pre-order, so that's cool. And then this new Old World book about the Lance that Graham McNeil wrote, that's got a special edition. I think that was sold out, too, but it's also available for pre-order if you want to get that, which is very cool. Which, yeah, if you're into Old World like somebody I know and others, (laughs) um, it might be of interest. And I just wanted to mention real quick, a little tiny thing I know, but I mentioned it to you before um, the show started. I saw this really, really cool AI, like fan created two and a half minutes video on YouTube of it's called Sister of Battle, Warhammer 40K. And it was just so, like it encapsulated, you saw this young woman, like she must've been like 12 or 13 or something, start out as an initiate. You know, And you saw in that just couple of minutes her transition from being just this innocent young woman thrown into wherever she was to become a sister to coming out the other end where they were giving her her Godwin pattern bolter and she had this sword and there were other sisters and the monsters in it and the whole grimdark appearance in the soundtrack. It was just cool. So I would encourage people to take a look at it. I think it, it was pretty cool. Pretty awesome. Um, For just a short little thing like that. But I wanted to mention that before we moved on. So, Brendan, what do you got going on, man?
0: Not too much. I haven't really started anything new or anything noteworthy. I've been just kind of watching, I'll call them random documentaries on Netflix. And maybe I've hit the point of just a lot of garbage. Um, (laughs) Because I I think there are some good ones that I want to watch, but they're all like they're all in a foreign language and they're all subtitled. They're not, you know, they're not dubbed. Mm-hmm. And so I can't paint and watch that. And so that's been, that's been a little bit frustrating. Okay. The, the one thing I have been watching, it's certainly not new by any stretch of the imagination is uh, Letterkenny on Hulu. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a, it's a comedy series set in, you know, the middle of nowhere, Canada, mm-hmm. you know, they're, roughly twenty five minute shows, it's like six episodes a season, and just been you know watching watching some of those and you know hanging out after dinner, you know kind of thing so okay that's um that's what I've been up to now that football season is slowly coming to a close all right,
1: yeah, so I'm continuing to read and making good progress on my second book of uh, Fuma Trilogy and I'm expecting uh, End of the Death Part Two to arrive Monday, hopefully a little earlier than that, but its I looked at the tracking information and it is on the way, so that's exciting. And then book three, or part three, whatever, is due to arrive on the 5th of February, so that's just a couple weeks later. I got two weeks to read the one book before, no. <laughs> I have plenty of time. <laughs> It's just nice to see that they're both on the way. That's that's really exciting. Continuing to listen to Salvi- Salvation's Reach. I think it's the 11th God's Ghost story. And what's really interesting about this one, Brendan, is there's a lot more focus on the camp followers. Really, really interesting change. One of the main characters actually gets married and you don't really think of Gaunt's ghost Imperial Guard people getting married right but they actually had this like ceremony and Gaunt showed up and these space marines that are with them showed up and it was just really kind of cool to see even in this dark time that the ritual of marriage and that the symbol of marriage was still really strong and people respected it it was kind of (laughs) cool You just did not expect this in a Gonsko's book. I mean, again, there's a lot of stories about the children and other camp followers and how that whole part of really it's society, you know, that these these people choose to come with their unit when they go out to their horrible things that they have to fight. And it just, just such an interesting perspective that we really haven't had before. And speaking of different, so I'm on episode four of the Pacific. I'm about halfway through. And this is, this is so different to Band of Brothers. Oh my gosh. The battle scenes, of course, are frenetic, it's just amazing. They demonstrate what's going on, but it also shows how different the life and the, the trials of Marines in the Pacific was from these airborne troops in Europe. I mean, there's the rain, the insects, the disease the the lack of equipment the oh, it's just it's horrible, the exhaustion, the enemy is so different, like the yeah. Japanese were just brutal you know and fanatic compared I mean there were some German units that were like that, but for the most part, you know they they were kind of we're soldiers, you're soldiers, and you just really feel how exhausted and hopeless these Marines must have felt sometimes. And the other thing that's interesting is there's a lot more attention paid in the episodes to their time away from the front. Like, so almost all of episode three is they get done on Guadalcanal and they they need to rest and recuperate. So they send them to Melbourne in Australia and they end up like bivouacking in this Cricket or soccer stadium, I don't know what it was, but there's all these interactions, you know, with the locals and stuff. And you really didn't see much of that in Band of Brothers and relationships, you know, those kind of things. And then in this next episode, like a third of the episode has one of the main characters ending up in the hospital. He's there kind of seeing the war from that perspective of these people who are in this hospital. And you just didn't you didn't get anything like that in Banner Brothers, really. You still got character development, so very serious, but you never got that away from the front thing, but it makes sense because, oh my God, Brett, I just don't know how these men survived it It's just so horrific.
0: I mean, they were right you have you had the issue of fighting you know the other people across from you, but you you were really fighting the environment, you know, yeah, it's yeah. it's a place in the world where. You know, if you spend too long there in, in kind of the wrong conditions, oh. you, you rot from the outside. <laughs> like, that's... Yes. Um, yeah. You know, certainly, certainly one of the perspectives that people have about, right, the, the nature of the Japanese in that, in that war, right, that was such a culture shock, is, is you, not all that long ago, had fought a major war in Europe and mm. and there are a lot of cultural handshakes between the United States and Europe in terms mm-hmm. of what the expectations are but you know obviously it's it's different you know now the now how global the world is mm-hmm. but at the time there there weren't a lot of cultural handshakes you know between mm-hmm. the United States and you know we'll just say Japan in particular oh, yeah. but a lot of you know a lot of non-European countries and, you know, and that, as you said, certainly must have been shocking.
1: Yeah. I mean, in the Japanese soldiers, you could just tell they absolutely despise the Americans. They just hate them for the fact that they're not as fanatical as they are. You know, they're not, they're not willing to just run in, in, in hordes into machine guns. You know, they actually try to survive and some of them surrender. And the Japanese have no understanding of this. Their culture is just so, as you say, it's so different. But, yeah, and I'm enjoying the difference, you know, in the two shows. Um, But very, very cool. And then, of course, we continue to watch Reacher. It's almost done now, uh, the season. But they're already talking about season three, so it's like, yes! And then uh, Night Agent, we've got a couple more episodes of that. And then, just a reminder to everybody, Masters of the Air, which is the third in the series, I guess you could say, Band of Brothers Pacific, and then this, is coming out, I believe, January 26th. So just... Next week, it should be out and starting. And it looks to be really, really good. Looking forward to that. All right, buddy. This is that time. Do some questions. Yep.
0: Great. Right. What are we doing? All right. I'll start. Woo. Yeah, since I had you go first last time. Okay. All right. So talking about things on the show first... Obviously, we we wrote three lists, but it, certainly, at least in my case, when I'm when I'm writing when I'm writing lists, I have ideas in my head. What was maybe the fourth list that you mm. kind of wrote in your head, but either started or didn't finish or didn't like? I really and it it went back to
1: listening to some of your commentary on the Flesh Eater Court show we did about Gristle Gore and. You know, Master the Menagerie, bringing models back, you know. Mm. And I thought, man, that could be really scary and powerful if you played that correctly. So I kind of messed around a little bit before I came to these three lists with a monster list. You know, and then I threw actually was gonna throw some more big knights in to still have some stuff to move around, grab objectives, be harassing, maybe an arch regent, something like that. Or not an arch regent, a um a gore warden, you know, to move maybe a unit of six of them around. So that was my my fourth list would have been a, a monster mash kind of thing.
0: Okay. So you talked about a little bit about your your battle of Tarwa Mm-hmm. Uh, board game. Yeah. What what historical battle from whenever would you want to play a board game of that you haven't or haven't seen, you know, <sighs> uh, made? Because
1: mm. Midway I've seen, Waterloo, I've seen many games of Waterloo. I think I, maybe I've seen them, but I don't really remember. I think the Battle of Saratoga in the Revolution would be a really okay. fascinating one. Not only because of the politics that went on on the American side between Gates and Arnold, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on there, but just the mixture of the types of units, like the Americans had um, riflemen, you know, for the first time really, like, uh, I think it was Morgan, I'm going to say, I might be mistaken, brought his riflemen to help out Arnold. And just the different parts of that battle, because it wasn't just one battle. There were things happening in different areas. I would love to see a game of that. And I hadn't really thought about it until you asked me the question. There probably is something out there, but that would be fascinating to see what people did for a simulation. Okay. Yeah, that's a good question.
0: Now kind of into the pre-order section, doing some prognostication. What do you think the next Arcane Journal is going to be for the Old World? Ooh. Right, so there's, there's it, it's a it's a pretty short list of what's eligible, right? So we have Bretonians, we have Tomb Kings, you have Empire, you have Dwarves, you have High Elves, you have Wood Elves, mm-hmm. and then you've got Warriors of Chaos, you've got Beastmen, and you've got Orcs and Goblins on mm-hmm. the the other side. You know, I kind of think it's
1: gonna be Elvish. I don't know why. I just kind of get this feeling it's either going to be High Elves, and maybe the Wood Elves thing is because I would like that. That would be cool. (laughs) Because that's the one faction that if if I ever played Old World, I would play um, Wood Elves. So I kind of think it might be one of those. I don't know. I I think people kind of like High Elves. I, I think in the Old World especially, they're very, I think, and I perceive that they're very different than they are in Sigmar. That would be my prognostication would be one
0: of those two. Okay. I've been playing a fair bit of Magic the Gathering, TTS, and doing some list building with our Pants Mafia friends. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there's a, there's a way of describing, like, a group of the same kind of creatures in the, same, in the same, same deck. It's called Typal, right? So they basically have, like, the same keyword triggers. Okay. I'll do this kind of for Age of Sigmar. Would you rather run an all-giant army or an all-dragons army?
1: Dragons. For sure, yeah, okay. yeah,
0: yeah. Dragons. I,
1: I just find them more interesting. Not the giants. The models are cool. The whole concept of an army of giants is pretty awesome. But dragons, for sure. I mean, look at my arms, Brendan. Like seriously, <laughs> I get I get dragon <laughs> tattoos on Fair. both of
0: them, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Uh, one more. Okay.
0: If you had to, obviously, you'd be a younger man. If you had to start a career as a professional coach what professional sport would you want to to be a coach of it would yeah? be baseball yeah it really would i think it's a sport do, even though in a specific a specific job in mind that you think you would you would do
1: or i'd like to be like a um, like a third base first base coach kind of thing where i'm out there kind of you know Reading the field, reading the batter, you know, knowing my own people, you know, what's the chances of knowing the stats and doing the analytics on when I see a guy come up to make it to first base, you know, what kind of conversation to have with him as opposed to the two people before that. I think that would be pretty fascinating. And people, I don't think, understand the value of having those two people standing there for the players. And a lot of players are just going to say, yeah, whatever, you know, thanks a lot. But a lot of players listen because they have respect for those people. They, they have a lot of knowledge. And, and I think it would be fascinating to have that kind of interaction with the players during the whole game, you know.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I think that would be really cool. If you had to take a Fire Slayer's Army with oh or without Magma Droths, you have to choose. Am I going to take them or am I not going to take them at all?
0: Oh. I, I'd say probably, so it's like, so it's all droths or none at all, mm-hmm. or, you know, obviously as many as possible. I'd say as the starting point, as the entry point into Fire Slayers, I would say probably all droths.
1: Mm, okay. Okay. Second Sigmar question. I might have asked this when we did the book, but I'm going to ask it again, so it's been a little while and things have churned. A Cardinal or Gour-
0: gourmain? Probably more often than not, I'd say the the Cardinal. Mm-hmm. The Gourmaine feels very situational, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you can make it the General to unlock Battle Line Morbeg Knights. Sure. But I feel like most times you're giving up too much by yeah. making... Or sorry, I was thinking Gore Warden. No, um, no, no, no. Gourmaine, the, the other the little guy. Gourmand. I'm gonna flip the answer then. gourmet has just way more utility. Okay. Um, the yep. the trouble is, is that it's not a wizard. So I mean, the the best
1: you could do is give him the vestments or whatever and make him a priest. You you might be able no. to do that. No. No, you, do you that? can't
0: because he's cause he's unique. He's, he's oh yeah, that's right.
1: Yep, you can't give him an artifact. Yep, he's named. Yep. So no, you can't do that, Dan. All,
0: All right. Sorry.
1: <laughs> We've had both here. I don't know about you, but. It has been freaking arctic cold, man. It has been like 10 or 15 below every night for the last week. We've got like mounds and giant piles of snow everywhere. But let's assume for a moment you had a choice, Brendan, Mm -hmm. to have mountains of piles of snow outside of your house or arctic temperatures like in the negative 10s, 15s.
0: Which would it be? Lots of snow or no heat in the air? That's that's no contest. It's it's lots of snow because when it when it gets as cold as it has been, things stop working correctly. And <laughs> that's true. And I don't mean necessarily like like just your cars, you know, but like things in your house don't like work right. Your mm-hmm. like the things outside like the in Wisconsin right, you know, we're we're used to the occasional negative 40 with wind chill day. Oh yeah. But they, yeah. The regular road salt that you buy doesn't work. Oh no, it's at, useless. At sub at sub negative twenty. No, like, no. There are there are just things in part of your regular day to day life that don't work. And at least even if you have snow on the ground, like you can you can create environments for yourself that are habitable and mm-hmm. safe. Yeah. And like your biggest concern is you know make sure that there's not a bunch of snow on your roof. And like <laughs> driving can kind of suck, but like yeah. those are those are things that are capable of being overcome without, uh, we'll call it, unique and divine intervention.
1: Sure. Okay. All right. We don't know what Masters of the Air is going to be, but we know what it's about. If you were going to pick one of the three series that have been done by Tom Hanks and the the men who produced Band of Brothers, so would it be Band of Brothers, Pacific, or Masters of the Air? Which one do you think has the most interest to you in terms of subject matter?
0: I've never seen Masters of the Air.
1: Right. I mean, Um, yeah, you should check the, you know, it's 8th Air Force in Europe is what it is. And they focus on a specific bomb group. But like in terms of the subject matter, you know, of an airborne unit, an airborne division in Europe, U.S. Marines in the Pacific or the 8th Air Force over Germany, which one of those has the greatest interest to you?
0: I think is the subject matter itself, probably the, well, it's tough because I've, I've been some of those places and seen some yeah. of those things, you know, is, is the, the troopers in Europe. You know, this is mm-hmm. something that my grandfather and I did goodness a long time ago mm-hmm. where we, we went to so many of these places. We saw so many of these things. And, mm-hmm. and I think the impact for understanding is different when you you've been to a place and mm-hmm. and you've seen it right like yes. the 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 hedges aren't your you know the hedges that are in front of your house these are enormous and massive oh these hedgerows yeah like yeah. pieces of <laughs> shrubbery is not the right word like they're like bulwarks you know it's it's real difficult to understand yeah like what what that looks like without being there so you know it's interesting to see that perspective you know when you understand that Mm -hmm. environment and you know maybe my perspective would change if i went to you know some of these pacific islands and 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 saw Mm -hmm. those places and went, oh, this is impossible. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, people aren't supposed to be here. Like, (laughs) right. Let alone, you know, let alone wage war over it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the last question is, based on recent events, you know, in the last week since we recorded, who are your two Super Bowl picks now?
0: I'm still going to take the Ravens. Yes. On the AFC side. And I think I picked the Lions last time. Mm. Mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because I just because I wanted it, boy, they looked really not good. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna stick with them. Nothing's changed. Everyone who's won okay. won. Everyone everyone who needs to win keeps winning. Mike McCarthy somehow still has a job. Yeah, it's it's a, uh, impossible to understand that. I don't get that at all. You. <laughs> You texted me, Dan, and you went, oh, he's he's definitely fired tomorrow." And I said, "I don't know how he has a job before tonight is over." <laughs> yes. <laughs> and here we are several days later and not anything, right? Not like, "Oh, him and Jerry Jones are meeting." Like, no, nothing. No. No, every, everything's fine, I guess.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. We will see. That will continue to evolve over the next couple of weeks. I think that's it for this or that, buddy. Okay. So let's move on to close this puppy out. There is something going on around here, something you may not even know about. So since it is Wednesday, there will be no Sunday announcements. That's just the way that is. Do you have some Q&A from, from the crew?
0: No, I'm counting basically my part of the of the show as <laughs> their Q&A. They, they <laughs> yeah. asked for Fire Slayers, and okay. that's what they got. Okay, cool. All
1: right. And I don't have any this time. All right. So episode 138, we're, as always, to be determined, but there is a reasonable chance, and we'll find out this weekend, that new Dawn bringers may be out, so that would be very cool if we could talk about that next book. If not, we'll come up with some foolishness that we'll all enjoy, and we'll enjoy making, and hopefully you'll enjoy listening. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was a fun exercise. I'm glad we did that. You commented earlier, but that that was just a lot of fun to put together lists, and Try to figure out what models you need, you know. (laughs) I've already got this many of these. I don't need any more Arch Regents. I got five. Oh, man. So, yeah, cool. Good stuff. Well, thanks, man, for coming on board on such kind of quick notice. You know, we we just recorded, so getting this one out of the way. Probably be posted early next week, I think, was what it looks like. And listeners, thank you. Hope you enjoyed that little uh, exercise in list building and digging into some books and having fun doing it. And otherwise, everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and don't forget shenanigans because life is better when you are up to something. Bye!
0: This is the